started something this morning by the Holy Ghost, and we're going to continue to flow. Somebody say flow. flow. The Lord spoke to me in the beginning of the year. He said, Rick, I want you to hold a rally faith conference. I want you to spend all day paying attention to your faith. And then so I, we had a staff meeting. And they took notes, and everybody went to work. And um, Pastor Frank said we could use the church here. And, and uh, don't, don't you appreciate pastors that opened up their doors and said, hey, I mean, it's amazing. Then the Lord said, Rick, everyone that comes to the Rally Faith Conference, he said, have a 10 o'clock service, 2 o'clock service, and a 6 o'clock service. He said, everyone who makes time to come to the Rally Faith Conference, he said, their seed, their time, becomes a seed. And they will receive a harvest on that seed, on that seed they sold their time. Then he said, tell them that the harvest, the, the hundredfold return harvest is going to be uh, uh, accounted to their faith. So by you making time to come this morning, this afternoon, or maybe just this afternoon, maybe this, this evening, you made time. God said, your time is your seed. Typically, if you sow money, you're going to get, you know, you, 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 you sow tomato seeds, you get tomato. But he said, the time that we're taking to come together today at this Rally Faith Conference, he said, there's going to be a harvest. He said, it's going to be added to your faith. How many know more faith, more God? More faith. More mountain moving. More faith, more increase in every area. Whatever area you need it in, you're just going to get more faith. How many know more faith, more breakthroughs? Then he said, he said, whenever you have a meeting or a conference, Pastor Dr. Woods, you know this. Whenever you have a conference... And you pay attention to faith. It opens the doors for signs, wonder, miracles, and breakthroughs. Amen. Because the atmosphere is charged. You know, I really enjoy listening to Jesse DePlantis. Because he tells stories faith stories and he pumps up and he jacks up my faith and I feel like I can believe God for anything well that's the type of messages I want to lend myself to I want to lend myself to people who are walking victoriously not walking defeatedly somebody say lend a ear now listen paying attention to our faith why somebody say why because we live by faith. 
We walk by faith. We talk by faith. We love by faith. We give by faith. We forgive by faith. We're healed by faith. We're blessed by faith. We overcome by faith. We receive Jesus by faith and we please God by faith. This is why it's so important to pay attention to about our faith. We are faith people. Now listen to this thought. This is how we overcome by our faith. I only overcome by my faith. So I need to pay attention to it. I mean, that should be top priority in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the NBA playoffs. But that's not the first thing that I attend to in the morning. That's not what I search throughout the day. On purpose, I pay attention to things I only lend my eyes and my ears, my heart, to things that are going to strengthen my faith. That's how I walk. I walk with faith. I want people to see me and say, there goes a faith man. Paying attention to that. Now listen to this thought. Words from God. Words that we find in the word. Words are the greatest commodity one can have in life. Words. Why? Because words supply faith. Faith only comes by words. That's the greatest commodity I I can have are words. So on purpose, somebody say on purpose. I'm in the word because the word's going to supply me with the faith to overcome. Faith is the wet in water. Faith is the slick in oil. Faith is the pica pica in hot sauce. I just, I didn't know how to say that, but I knew what I wanted to say. You ever had hot sauce that just didn't pica? All the white folks are looking at me like, what you say? I mean, que no en Chile. You ever had hot sauce? You go to a restaurant and you get that chip and you dip it and it's like ketchup. It's like, uh, it's like, there's like nothing. There's... Excuse me, ma'am. Do you got anything hotter? I'm looking. Hey, preacher. Hey, preacher, man. Hey, preacher, man. Do you got anything that can supply faith to me? Hey, preacher. Can you preach anything that can supply faith to me? Have you ever turned on the radio and there was some guy preaching and you turned him off? Somebody sent me Pastor Carlos uh, a teaching the other day. He said, you need to listen to this preacher. Now, I'm not here to talk about preachers, but I am here to help you with your faith. 
He said, you need to listen to this message. This guy's off the hook, off the chart. He's like all that in a bag of chips. I mean, he's like, whoa, man. So I'm in my, my study, and I turn him on. He lasted four minutes, probably. My spirit man became so grieved. I mean, my coffee got cold. I mean, like a chill came in the room. Calatura tried to come on me. I mean, the fever tried to come and chills. I said, something not right in this room. It was the preacher. I said the preacher was preaching, but he was preaching a word that had no faith in it. I shut him off. <laughs> I threw him, brother Kenneth Hagan. I said, I need a double dose of a preacher that preaches faith. Yeah, if you, if you ever need a double dose of faith, just turn on brother Hagan. Or Pastor Keith Moore. Or Kenneth Copeland. Or Pastor D, yeah. Pastor Frank, yeah. Pastor Marty, yeah. Dr. Woods, yeah. the Lukes, yeah. the Martinez's. Yeah. You need to become very selective of what you're hearing. Because of what you sow, you'll reap. Mm. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 22. This is the foundation scripture that we're, we started with this morning. Mark eleven twenty-two, And Jesus answering. How many know when Jesus speaks, pay attention? Seriously. Because whenever Jesus speaks, you can guarantee that there's faith in that word. There's faith in those words. Whenever Jesus speaks... You can, uh, I'm, you know, the Lord kind of gave me an illustration yesterday, and I, I kind of wanted to do it, but um, for those women that don't cook, you know, they sell, they sell meals that all you do is open them, the meals, and pour them in the skillet. And everything comes pre Pre-mixed. Every word that Jesus gives us, there's faith in it. You don't have to add nothing. How many know some ladies or men, they make cookies from scratch. There's a different making cookies from scratch than cookies that you just get a bag and you put it in a bowl and you mix it. Well, this is what Jesus is talking about. Every word that he speaks, there's faith in it, but we got to mix it. Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty two, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now, this is Jesus' instructions to us. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. Or you can say it this way because we know John chapter 1 where it says that Jesus is the word and the word is Jesus. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. God is the word. The word is God. Say amen. amen. 
So you can say it this way, or you can say it this way. Jesus actually said, have faith in the word. Or you can say it one more step. Make sure the word you have has faith. You have to be very watchful that the words that you're allowing to, to, to dwell inside you have faith and not fear. Be very watchful that you're not receiving words just from, uh, 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 what was that lady, Dr. Laura? I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying, Dr. Field. Or your, your mother-in-law or your father-in-law or the guy next door or the newspaper. Don't go by what Facebook is saying. Can I see your Bible, please, somebody? See this Bible? We need to get our face out of Facebook and put it into this book. We need to get our face out of Facebook and put our face in this book. Because in this book, there's faith in there. And this is the way I walk by faith. All right. Jesus is saying, have faith in God or have faith in the word or have faith in the words that God says to you. I said this this morning. It is so important to write down everything God says to you because those words carry faith. I told you that. I'm a stickler. I don't care where I'm at, what time of the day it is. Whenever God speaks to me, I always write the date, the time, and the word. Always. If the enemy ever comes to me and says, this ain't going to happen, I say, devil, stay right there. And I go to my notes, my iPhone, and I say, say, devil, listen to me. At 247, January 7, 2016, God said to me, look at it, devil, don't turn away. He told me that I could have this. But let's say God spoke to me and said, you can have this. Let's let's say I really said, I said, oh, okay, God. And I didn't write it down. I really didn't take it serious. The devil, that thing will never come to pass in my life because it takes faith to have that word come to pass. But you can't have it if you don't have no faith. So if you write it down and you keep reading it and reading it, declaring it and declaring it, all you're doing is building your faith level. It's going to to come to a point where I have that thing and that thing must obey you now. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there was this certain motorcycle that I wanted. And um, man, I went before Jesus. He said, son, see... At this point, I have had, so far, 21 different motorcycles. 13 of them have been sewn into me, and I already sewn nine of them. I understand seed time and harvest. So every time I sew a motorcycle, all I do is go look for another one, put it on the board, and say, you must obey me. Because I sow, now you must come to me. See, you can't talk me out of it. I have faith in that process. 
So long story short, there was a certain motorcycle. Derek, I sent you the picture. I mean, I, I, it was a hot rod bike. In the natural, they call it a bar hopper bike. I mean, big old back tire and red with flames. And I mean, you start it up, it breaks windows. <laughs> well, I wanted this bike. So I wrote it down. I sowed a seed, and I, and I began to declare this bike was mine. You know, and I kept reading it. Every time I would see it, I would read it. I would read it. I would sit in my chair, and I would read it. Well, like three years passed. And it didn't manifest in the natural. But I didn't delete that note. I kept it before me. I kept reading it and reading it because Jesus gave it to me. I got a phone call one time. It was a pastor. And the pastor said, the Lord told me to call you and to send you. I never heard this before, Pastor Luis. He said, the Lord told me to call you and to send you an encouragement offering. I said, excuse me? He says, yeah, God told me to send you an offering to encourage you. I said, send it. I need to be encouraged. <laughs> he sent me $15,000. And I said, God, what's this for? He says, that bike. Imagine if I would not have taken God seriously about that. What if I didn't write it down? Why, what if I didn't times it and date it? I mean, I would have forgotten about it. I mean, the word would have been there, but there was no, I didn't mix it with faith. So it will never come to pass. I take God for every word. Now, Brother Rick, has every word been manifested yet? Not all of them in the natural, but they're coming. As long as I keep the word and I keep mixing faith. Say amen if you can hear me. I got ahead of myself a little bit, but it's all right. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Pardon me, I'm going to blow my nose. Is that okay? You can mute my mic if you don't mind. Pray. Thank you, sir. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. We're going to dip into some stuff here, and then we're going to dip out for a little bit. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by his faith. Now the word just there, you need to really understand this. When we're lost and a sinner... We're unjust. Okay, when somebody's back is tweaked, they go to the chiropractor to get what? Readjusted. When somebody doesn't know Christ, they're not just. When you come to Christ, you're just. So the just walk by faith. There's no other way that we can walk except by faith. Now listen. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back, say draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We need to be very watchful, like my son Eric said today, that the noise 
that the enemy is making does not cause us to draw back. The just, we do not draw back. Time don't move us. Pressure don't move us. Elements don't move us. We can be pressed, but we don't draw back. The clock might be ticking, but time don't move us. The just don't draw back. If God gave you a word, we stand until that word comes to pass. This is how the just walk. If we do draw back, the Father has no pleasure in us. Nothing worse than a child that has no faith. And I believe that's the heart of God. There's nothing more that grieves God than a child that don't believe him. That's what it simply means, another word for faith. When somebody says, God, I don't believe you, I don't think there's anything else that hurts God more than that. Now, the word drawing back here means, now listen to this. This is heavy. The definition of the word drawing back here means becoming independent. We need to become very watchful that we don't become independent in our walk with God. If you have other theories, other solution, than God being your healer, watch out. If you have some type of knowledge, if I go stand in the sun each day 15 minutes, I'm going to have better help. Watch out. Now, it's good being in the sun. I mean, I believe in medication. I believe in essential oils. I believe in uh, saunas. I believe on that. But Jesus is still number one healer. I have nothing else to replace him. There's nothing else that will take the place of Jesus being my supplier, my source. I mean, I'll, I'll sell a car. I'll cut somebody's yard. I'll wash a car. I mean, um, you know, I'll do what I have to do to come up. But nothing's going to take the place of him being my supplier. If he tells me to sit in my chair and he's going to bring a little doggy to bring me money. I'd rather go with that than draw back and say, God, I'm going to become independent here. When you become independent in your careers, in your marriage, hey, God, you know what? Me and my wife can't go to church because I really need to spend time with her. You made a mistake. I need to spend more time with my kids so we can't go to church. You just made a real big mistake. I can't really tithe, Pastor Frank, because I need the money. You made a mistake. When you become independent in your walk, you have drawn back, and you're no longer pleasing unto the Father. If he's not your first source that you run to and talk to, you become independent. Now, now, I want you to listen to me. I mentioned that up, up to this point, I have had 21 motorcycles. 13 have been given to me and have sown nine of them. 
And in my garage right now, I have two. So what happened to those eight, 21, uh, 19? Some of them, like I said, I sold as a seed. Some of them I sold for money. Because some of them God said, sow them. Some, some of them God said, sell them. As long as I obey him, I'm pleasing to him. Amen. But watch this. If I start selling all my motorcycles to supply my needs, I just draw back. I don't sell things to meet my needs. See, I walk by faith. That's my number one priority. To, to obey exactly what he's telling me to do. Number one, becoming independent. Number two, becoming impatient and wanting, I apologize, becoming impatient and not waiting on God to do the work. That's another symptom of drawing back. Becoming impatient. You know what, God? You're taking too long. Let me help. You know how many people got married who helped God and they married the wrong people? I mean, the day of their marriage, she looked really good. On their honeymoon, they got to the hotel. She took her wig off, her false eyelashes. She took out her false teeth. She took off her dress. She had hairy legs. And the brother said, oh, my God. And the spirit of God said, she, you didn't ask me. You went on your own, brother. And look what you got. You went on your own. Was that too much? Did you get the point? When you become impatient, when you become impatient, God said, God. Take my time here. 13 cars have been given to me. Or may I say it this way 13 car payments I didn't have to pay. See, there's a difference when you walk by faith. Who says you have to pay for them? I shared this morning that someone bought us a beautiful B&W. I mean, this car was hot. My wife looked hot in it. <laughs> and we were driving it. Spirit of God said, sow it into a family. Paid off. Loma, clean. I mean, this car was clean. We sowed it into a family. Let me tell you what that does for me. It sets me in a position Hello. to stand up by faith and say, Porsche's come. Yes, sir. 
But when we become independent, when we draw back, you have to pay for that lifestyle. When you don't walk by faith, you have to pay for it. Making things happen on your own. I like when people call me. I mean, a couple months ago, we were filming a live taping at TBN. Uh, me and Eddie were the host. And we had some pastors coming from New York. And, and it, it, the, one, the, the pastor we're making the movie on, uh, Little Joe from the Lower East Side. And you have to understand his story. I mean, he literally came from the East Side. Uh, he was in gangs, and he ran around. He knew Nicky Cruz. I mean, I mean, hardcore life. So I know he was kind of the godfather type, you know, you know, kind of with little, little lean. And I said, Lord, I'm kind of in between cars. I just sold as a seed my BMW. I said, Lord, I would like to drive him around, you know, not in my 2001 Nissan pickup. My phone rang. And the guy said, hey, Brother Rick, the Lord put you on my heart. He, had, he said, I have a 1983, I think it's a 380 SEL, Mercedes-Benz four-door. It looks like a Godfather car. It's parked outside if you want to look at it after service. I mean, this thing like dragging on the ground. <laughs> clean, the interior clean. I mean, mobster car, 100%. And I said, God, you knew exactly what car to drive this pastor around. So there we go for the next five days. I mean, I'm just lean. I got my lean on now. And I'm and he, when I picked him up at the LAX, he goes, what you say? I said, just for you, pastor. He rolled down the window. He threw his arm out. He backslid right there. Amen. But I didn't have to go rent it. I didn't have to call anybody. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, when you sell out to faith, faith is the key that opens every door. Yeah. The just walk like this. Yeah. Now, have I made mistakes? Oh, yeah. Have I borrowed money? Oh, yeah. Have I bought things on credit? Oh, yeah. Do I still owe some people some money? Oh, yeah. But I'm getting out of it. My faith's getting me out of it. I'm still holding on to my faith. I'm still declaring. I still pull out my notes and I speak to them. I still speak to things that are not just. I'm speaking to them. I say, line up with the word of God. You must line up. I'm pressing on. Faith fights. You have no faith, you got no fight. Let me say this. Drawing back on your faith causes you to miss out on upgrades from God. Uh, a couple years ago, we were believing God for a vehicle to pull one of our trailers. Rallies for Christ. We have a lot of trailers. If you ever need a trailer, just ask me. 
small and big, all kind of trailers. Because we have a lot of equipment, and when we do events, you know, we need trailers. Well, I, we needed a trailer. I we needed a vehicle to pull a trailer. And I said, Lord, I would like to have a, an excursion, a Ford excursion, one of those big ones that could pull a house with it. <laughs> it was New Year's Eve. I'm in my chair. This is a whole different message about my chair, man. <laughs> Long story short, I have a chair in my room that I sit in every single morning with Jesus, and that's where I deal business with. And that's when he speaks to me words, and faith comes with those words. If I'm in a hotel, I make sure there's a chair in there. I make sure every single day I sit in the chair with Jesus. Buy the CD on the chair. So listen, it was New Year's Eve. And I'm in my chair. I said, Lord, I really would like to have an excursion to pull our stage around with. My phone rang. I picked up my phone. I said, hello, Rick Rayner. And the guy said, today's the last day of the year. And I need to give some money away. He said, do you need anything? I said, well, you asked me. I said, we're believing God for a vehicle. He goes, go find it, call me, and I'll give the credit card. I went and found a, a, an excursion at a car lot, all leathered, found it, called him, he paid for it, and I drove it away. Because I had words that I can believe God and ask God, and petition to God because I'm being, how can I say, diligent in you're my source. You're the one that makes things happen. And that faith, man, you start mixing it around that word, things begin to happen. Now, I want to take a couple more minutes and kind of, kind of move things a little bit. Give me a second, please. I told you earlier today that uh, we were going to talk a little bit about healing. I want to read something to you. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Let's look at this re really quick. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. For, for therein, therein what? The word. For in the word is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith. So listen. In the word, something's revealed. What's revealed is faith. So the more words I get, yes, more faith is revealed to me. Yeah. Are you following me? Say amen. amen. When a faith man takes steps of faith, more is revealed to him. Yes, sir. Every time I use a scripture and I mix it with faith concerning a certain situation... 
and I don't draw back, and I see the manifestation in that area, something's revealed to me. And once I accomplish that mountain, I go on to a new mountain. And I stick with it. I apply the word. Faith comes. Faith moves the mountain. And once I accomplish that, God reveals something else to me. This is how you move from glory to glory to glory. But somebody who does not have words, they can't. Somebody that does not have words from God, nothing can be revealed to them. Some people are at a plateau in their faith level. And the reason why they're at a plateau, they stop receiving words. So you can't go from level to level to level. See, a plateau means you're at one level. And, you know, okay, an easy way, you know, if you weigh 170 pounds and you've been at 170 pounds for 10 years, you've been, you plateau at 170. You can't lose weight and you're not gaining weight. You're at a plateau. A weightlifter, you know, he lifts 500 pounds and he can't lift no more. He plateaued right there. It is very dangerous when your faith plateaus. And the reason why it, plat why it plateaued is because you stopped getting words. It is very dangerous to live a lifestyle where, where your faith plateaus. Another way of saying it is, it's very dangerous to be in a position that you stop receiving words from God. Because you plateau in your faith. When you're plateaued, nothing new is being revealed to you. See, my son Eric said something today, and I thought it was kind of funny. When my kids see me in the chair, they go like this, oh, my God, what's next? <laughs> Am I right, kids? <laughs> Seriously, when my wife sees me in the chair and she walks by, I can read her mind. She's saying, oh, my God, what's God telling Rick? Because when I come out, I learned the secret, though. Oh, my gosh. Different subject, but it's. Don't say what God tells you right away because they might not understand. That's just a little secret there. Yeah. Don't confess what God said to you because their faith level might not be at the level that you're at. They might shut you down. Ask me how I know. Yeah. This event almost didn't happen. Because when I revealed it to them, they shut me down at first. They didn't hear what I heard. So I had to take a few days and pray for them that they would see what I see. So when I revealed it to them, they said, hey, hey, okay. That's why we're here today. When someone don't see what you're seeing, hey, just pray for them. They might, their faith level might not be where you, you are at. It hasn't been revealed to them yet. So... As our faith goes from step to step, more is, re more is revealed to us. But it's very dangerous when you plateau because you're no longer really pleasing God. Because Jesus said, 
My Father is glorified when you bear much fruit. I, I, I shared with you earlier during the offering. Thank God that after 17 years, God didn't fire me. He rehired me. He gave me a list of new stuff. Now, this new stuff is going to cause me to walk in faith. It's going to take faith to see all this list accomplished. This list is going to keep my faith fresh. And every time one of these things is, is manifested, that means I'm going to another level, another level, and another level. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be very soft here, but the Lord's given us an airplane. Okay, but... but we have the word on that. But I, but I do know that in order for that to be manifested, my faith level has to be there because it's going to take maintenance, fuel, pilots, hangar, insurance. So I'm going to have to have the faith to sustain it. So I'm going to have to go from level to level to level to level to be able to sustain that walk. I was flying home from Peru with Brother Copeland, and he was sitting in the back. Typically, when we fly over there, he's flying, but when we come back after he preaches, he's in the back. And we landed at his airport. I'm in the back. He's sitting in front of me. We land, and once we land, he took his seatbelt off, and he turned around, and he said to me, Rick, and he yelled at me. He said, what is your daily budget for your ministry? And I went, oh. He goes, you thought about it. That means you don't know. He goes, I know my daily budget. It's $3 million a day. And he turned around and he sat back down. <laughs> he seen that I did not respond. He realized that my faith level, I couldn't answer him. So I came home and I said, Nettie. No, I got to the hotel. I said, babe, you need to listen to what happened. I said, we need to get back in the chair. You need to sit with me in the chair, baby. <laughs> I said, we need to figure out our daily budget. So we took a few days. We heard from God. We wrote it down. I typed it and I sent it back. I said, Papa, I know my daily budget. Wow. Now, be... Because I know my daily budget, now I can have faith for it. You cannot have faith for anything until you have a word. Why does he have $3 million a day faith? Because he knows the word. He's built his faith up to Now his faith is able to, to sustain that word. See, so you go from glory to glory to glory. But if... If you stop being a persistent chaser of words, that means your, your, your faith is going to relax. Okay, I want to give you a couple stories and we're going to close. I'm going to make sure I do this right. Okay. In 2013, I went for uh, just a, a regular checkup. Went to the doctors, and uh, they took my blood work. And two weeks after, I got a call from the doctor. 
The doctor said, uh, well, the nurse said, the doctor needs you to come in right now. She needs to see you. So Nettie was at the market, so I got ready. I went to the doctor's office. And I w- walked into the doctor's office, and they sat me down on one of those, those tables with the paper, you know, to make all that noise. So I sat down, and the doctor came in with a chart with the nurse. And the doctor said, are you Mr. Raina? I said, yes. She goes, um... We found a blood disease in your blood. And we need to send you to a specialist to get further testing. I looked at her. Thank God my faith level was at a level that I was able to respond to her. Because if you don't have nothing to respond with, it will respond to you. So, I said, she said, so here's the chart. You need to take this, and you need to go tomorrow. I said, Doc, I said, I've been faithful to my God, and my God will be faithful to me. So, she gave me the paper. You need to follow me, please. I took the paper, and I walked outside the doctor's hospital, and it was already 6 in the p.m. in the evening. I'm the only person there now. I, I, I got to the middle of the parking lot, and I stopped, and I looked up towards heaven. I said, Jesus, what do you say about this paper? Because once you'll speak to me, There will be faith in those words to pull me out. See, be watchful that you don't start Googling the symptoms because Google will tell you your symptoms. Don't go to Google first. Go to God. Don't be calling people. Don't be researching that sickness because fear is going to come. So I went to the Lord. I said, Father, what do you say about this paper? And Jesus said, ask me if I have a blood disease in my blood. I said, okay, Jesus, do you have a blood disease in your blood? And I heard him. He goes, I did when I was on the cross. He goes, but I paid the price. Then he took me to 1 John 4, 17. And I'll quote it. 1 John 4, 17 says, As Jesus is in the world, so am I. So I said, okay, Jesus, right now, you're in the world. Do you have a blood disease in your blood? He says, no, I don't. I said, if you don't, neither do I. So I went home, and Nettie got home, and I said, babe, I need to talk to you. But I was very watchful. Don't you be saying things with the spirit of doubt or with the spirit of agreement with that symptom. I said, Nettie, the doctor said this. I was very watchful that I didn't say, well, look what the doctor said I have. Don't talk like that. I said, Nettie, the doctor said this. She looked at it and she began to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. She said, this is a joke. Then I shared with her that scripture. Now, 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 please follow me. So, I said, the doctor said, 
that I should go tomorrow to a specialist to check my blood. Then I heard in my spirit, the spirit of God said, no, I want you to meditate on this scripture for seven weeks. What scripture? 1 John 4, 17. As Jesus is so much. So for seven weeks, I meditated on that scripture. Guess what came to me while I was meditating on that scripture? Faith. Faith came. Faith was in that scripture. So in seven weeks, I went to that specialist knowing that I was healed. Knowing that I, I, I had nothing in my blood. Because faith came. I went. They did blood work. They said, we'll call you if we find something. Like two weeks passed by, they never called. So I said, Nettie, do me a favor. Call them just so it can confirm what Jesus said to me. That, that uh, uh, as he is, so am I. So she called and the doctor said, well, we can't give no test results over the phone. You need to come in. Now... In the natural, do you want to go in and find out what they got to say? Not if you don't have words, but I had words. I had my head up, my chest up. I knew that my blood was clean. I knew I had nothing in my blood because of the meditation on that word. I had a word. I went into the doctors, and they sat me again in one of those chairs. I don't know about those chairs. I was sitting in there, and the doctor came on with her white robe, and she had her back against me. She had that, the file. And she turned around, and she said, are you Mr. Rain? I said, yes. She, what? she said, what do you do for a living? I said, Doc, I travel the world, and I tell people they can win in Christ. She says, well, you keep doing that, because we found nothing in your blood. Yeah. Nothing. That's been since 2013. Now, watch. A year later, I had to go back for blood work because, you know, a yearly checkup. Who was there waiting for me? You better not go. What if they check your blood and that thing's in there? What if they missed it and it's really there? It was too late. That scripture already brought faith. It already took me to another level. That low-lying devil was at a lower level. I was at a higher level. I've been going back for blood work for the last... Since five, six years, never comes up. Because as Jesus is, so am I. Amen. Now, another story. In 2015, listen, if you need to leave, you can leave. But those of you that want your faith up, give me a couple more minutes. In 2015, so that blood thing was at one level, right? 2013. 2015, when I did go back for my checkup, the nurse said, oh, Mr. Rayner, you have high blood pressure. Did you ever know? No. Has anybody ever told you that you have high blood pressure? Does your dad, does your mom, does your uncle have high blood pressure? Never agree. I say no, because he doesn't. So, I went in 2015, they said, well, Mr. Rain, you have high blood pressure. We need to put you on this medication. You take two every morning, and you'll be on it for the rest of your life. So, you know, I took that paper, and I said, Jesus, what do you say about this? 
Because at that one level, he taught me to declare as he is, so am I. So I said, Jesus, what do you, what do you say about this? So I, this is what I actually said. I said, Jesus, I lifted up that paper. I said, do you have high blood pressure? He says, no, I don't. I said, well, if you don't, neither do I. He, but this is the instruction that he gave me. He says, this is what I want you to do, Rick. I want you to go to CVS. I'll say it. The righteous have been delivered from CVS, from Rite Aid. Receive that. Because I remember when I went, this is what Jesus told me. He says, I want you to go and get those high blood pressure pills. I said, whoa. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get the high blood pressure pills, and I want you to write on the outside, cover the label, and write Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, that through the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. He goes, I want you every single morning to take those two pills, but use them as communion for 30 days. So I just, I just follow the instructions of the Lord. So for the next 30 days, I took those high blood pressure pills to a morning for 30 days as communion. After 30 days, Jesus said, now listen to me. He says, for 30 days, you've been trained to take communion. Now, this is my instruction. He says, get the pills that are left, throw them in the trash can. He says, put dry sunflower seeds on, in here. He says, for the rest of your life, take communion every morning. Wow. He says, either way, you're going to have to take something, the pills or communion. Wow. So, faith came and I believed him. That scripture became alive that, that I've been healed, that he was wounded. For my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. He was chastised for my peace. And that through the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. That scripture became alive and faith came. So. We had a follow up appointment. So I went back to the doctor. And they were going to check my blood pressure. But it was too late. Faith came. See I, I went. See remember I told you that. We go from. Step, the righteous, more is revealed to us as we walk by faith. God revealed to me that I don't, I don't have to have a blood disease. Now I'm at a different step, and he was revealing to me that you don't have to have high blood pressure. Blood pressure. So when I went to the doctor, and that's the first thing they check is the blood pressure. She took it, she wrote it down, and she was walking away. I said, excuse me. I said, what was my blood pressure? She goes, normal. That's 2015. Since then, every year I go for a doctor checkup, and that never comes up. Yeah. Now, 
if I stop, this is the instruction that I got. If I stop taking communion every single morning, reading that scripture, if I stop doing that, that means my faith will get weak in that area. In order for, for me to keep my faith up, I have to stay with that instruction. Because every, every single morning in my cosmetic bag, when I travel, I have a bottle in there. And I have one at home. So wherever I'm at, every single morning I take communion. That's because that keeps my faith up. I can receive up because I keep my faith up. So I got victory over the, the blood thing. Now I got victory over high blood pressure. See how more is being revealed to me? One more story and we're done. So that was 2015. Last year, 2018. All right? You go for your normally checkup. They did. Now, forgive me for getting a little bit, you know, but it's you guys. You do it too, so don't look at me funny. <laughs> Went for blood work, stool work. They check your stool and all that, right? Well, we went back in because they did all that, and the doctor called me and he said, hmm, hmm, watch out with them, hmm, because there's fear in that. If you receive their hmm, there's fear in that. Don't you even be going to the doctors without prayed up, read up, faith up. You can't be showing up in places without your faith up. Don't you be walking in without your sword and your shield of faith. So he said, Mr. Reyna, now I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. So last May in 2018, this is this time, he said that we, we noticed that your cholesterol is very high. Okay, let, let's, I'll just give you an example. Zero to 100, it was like at 50. He says, when, when somebody's cholesterol levels at 50, it's like risk. You're, it's like you're at risk now, you know, heart problems and all these things. He says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on medication. We're going to get this lower. But in, when he's speaking, I'm speaking to myself. Jesus, do you have high <laughs> cholesterol? And immediately he changed his tone. He says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you three months to see if it changes. So we left the doctor's hospital, the doctors, and I remember getting to the car. I said, Nettie, I need to take care of some business. He gave me John 15, 3. John 15, 3 says, this is Jesus speaking, you are now clean because of the words I speak to you. What he said was, my words clean your cholesterol. So I took that scripture and I began to apply it for three months every day. That my cholesterol is now clean. Because one of the words he used was, your cholesterol level is dirty. That's what he said. So for three months, uh, I, I spoke that. I took communion over that. I said, the words cleaning my cholesterol. So I went back, took another test and all that, and, you know, 
So we went back to the doctors, you know, to get the results on the second time because he wanted to receive me. And I remember we were the first patient. It was 9 in the morning. And how many of you know that the noise and the thems were trying to speak to me? But because I meditated for three months on this one scripture, faith came. I had faith inside me. Faith causes me always to overcome. So I went to the doctors, and we went into the doctor's room. And my, this doctor was kind of, he was, he was a little rude, kind of harsh, kind of tough. He got the chart, and he said, you Mr. Reina? I said, yeah. He goes, what are you here for? Well, he got my chart. He started reading, and he started going, hmm, huh, hmm. He said, are we checking your cholesterol levels? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, three months ago you were here, and it was above 50. It was at high risk. He goes, what did you do different? He says, did I put you on medication? Because your cholesterol level went all the way down to 14. He goes, I've never seen this done before. What are you doing different? And man, I was about to unload on him. And Nettie, she stopped me. She said, wait. What cleaned my cholesterol level? Remember I told you, you the more words you have, the more faith to come. That takes you, more is revealed to you. So I'm, 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 all this is being revealed to me that I don't have to have a blood disease. I don't have to have high blood pressure. I don't have to have high cholesterol level. This is being revealed to me. He said, what did you do different? Because it dropped all the way to 14. He, was, he started smiling. He was happy. And this is what he said. He goes, I am so happy, I'm going to give you a cup of candy. <laughs> so he gave me a cup of candy, he said, because you're a good patient. <laughs> this scripture says, trying something different with all these papers and Lord Jesus. Oh, I think okay, I got it here. Oh, Lord. What's the last scripture I was on? All right. But the scripture before that was saying that the just shall live by faith and the righteousness of God is revealed to him. So you want more of God revealed to you? You want more of the plan of God revealed to you? This is how God does it. By his word. The more word that is revealed to you, more faith is revealed to you, then more of the plan in the will of God is revealed to you. I'll finish with this. Why is Brother Copeland, why, what is it that he's doing that caused him to be so successful. If you've never been to his property, you need to go visit. 
It's mind-boggling how he got all this stuff by faith. All this was added to him by faith. You want me to tell you what that tells me? All this stuff came because of words. And he believed the words. Faith was in the word. And faith got him all this stuff. Let me tell you what that does to me. It gives me vision. It gives me hope. It says if God can do it for him, he can do it for me. More of God is revealed to you when you get more words. It's very dangerous to live a lifestyle where you're not a word chaser, a word digger, a word taker. Your goal in life every single day says, God, speak to me. Because when I know when you speak to me, faith will come to me. And this is the way I walk. The just shall live by his faith. No words, no faith. No faith, you can't walk with God. There's only one way to walk with God is by faith. The only way to please God is by faith. Keyboard player, please. I'm here to declare to you tonight, whatever's in your life, you can go to a higher level than that level. Whatever you're facing, this morning we talked about them. We overcome them by faith. That's what... The greater ones inside of us. That's how we overcome them. What's a them in your life? Like Eric said, what's the noise in your life? You only can overcome them when you have words that are greater than them. You only can go from level to level as you receive words. Words take you to a higher level. Hallelujah. There are some people in here tonight that have literally got some papers from the doctor with some type of illness, some type of sickness. Matthew chapter 8, I believe it is. I need to look at it, but I'll quote it. It says that it would be fulfilled what was said by the prophet Isaiah, that Jesus bore our infirmities so I looked up the word infirmities well, let me tell you what the word infirmity means symptoms of old aging I said what are you telling me God he says Rick I bore the symptoms of old aging you don't have to have symptoms of old aging so I've been meditating on this word and faith is coming like the other, a couple weeks ago, my right knee started to hurt. And the devil said, well, you're 54 years old now. That's only normal. I said, wait a minute. That's a symptom of old aging. Jesus bored that. I don't have to bear it no more. But if I never would have got that scripture, faith never would have been king. That would not have been revealed to me. The kingdom of God is revealed to us when we have words from the kingdom. So there's some people in here tonight. If you want to be delivered from those reports, and you need to be honest, don't be embarrassed. Let me tell you, this is better than any medication. There's faith in the house. 
Do you agree with me that faith came today? If you're in this building and you have a doctor's report, not physically with you at home, that was issued to you, and you want God to turn that around and to literally change that report, come out of your seat. God's going to change your report. Come now. Don't wait. Come. Now listen. Listen. And the only reason why and the only reason why we're going with it this way with this altar call listen because Jesus said faith was going to come never offer God's benefit to somebody if they don't have faith because they God can't move if there's no faith oh but we've been spending all day long with our faith and God's going to change you say Rick how do you know because he changed all mine My gosh. It works. Okay, this is what we're going to do. By faith, I want you to pretend that you have that in your right hand. That you have, this is the way the doctor gave you that paper. If you're right hand and you grabbed it with your right hand, or if you're left hand and you, however you grab that paper from the doctor, I want you to pretend that you have it in your hand right now. Whatever that report was. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift it up to Jesus. And I want you, by yourself, don't do it yet. Don't do it. I want, don't do it yet. I want you to ask Jesus if he has whatever symptom it is on this paper. Ask him if he has it. Then wait and see what he tells you. I guarantee you, you're going to hear him say yes or no. When I count to three, I want you to ask him. What You don't have to call it out loud, but in your own mind, your own thought, if it's, if it's high blood pressure, if it's cancer, if it's heart disease, whatever it is, I want you to ask Jesus. Jesus, do you have this symptom? And listen, wait until you hear him answer you because what he answers you, there's going to be faith in that response. And that's what you're going to run with. One, two, three. Three. Once you hear his response, make a noise, make do something. How many of you heard his response? You asked him if he had this symptom. How many of you heard him say yes? Wave your hands. If you heard him say, no, I don't, say amen. Okay, that's the word right there. In that word, there's faith. In that one word, there's faith. If you ask him, Jesus, do you have, let's say, cancer? And he said, no, I don't. Your response is, well, if you don't, neither do I. So right there in those words, no, I don't, there was faith in those words. So lift up that paper again. 
I want to lead you in the prayer. I want you to say, Jesus, according to your word, I put my faith in. Not what the doctor's saying. Not what this paper is saying. I receive your report. I receive what you, what you tell me in your word. That I am the healed. I am the redeemed. That you bore all sickness, all diseases, all infirmities. So I don't have to. So right now, according to your word, I declare that this report is changed. I say to my body, now put your hand on your chest. Say, body, line up with this word. Right now, I have faith. I believe that Jesus bored it for me. I believe this report has been changed. I receive that my body is clean. I receive as Jesus is, so am I. I would say this, your response declares your belief. Yeah, your response declares your belief. Hallelujah. Father, I agree with my brothers and sisters. They are the clean. They are the whole. They are the restored. They are the made new. Every symptom, every infirmity, every disease, you have been defeated. You no longer have no place in their, in their veins, in their blood, in their arteries. We declare to you, Satan, you and your works are fired. I declare that I am clean from this day forward. Just receive that right now. I can sense it working. Woo, the word's cleaning you right now. And you're in the right atmosphere. You're in the right place. Faith is in the house. The atmosphere of faith. Say it. I'm clean. I'm whole. I'm restored. I'm made new. Come on. Give God praise and glory for that right now. You can be seated, please. All of you who are in the building... And you have notes. You have notes. Car notes, house notes, second mortgage notes. Whatever debt you have, I want you to come 
if you want those things to come to an end. Nettie, come and stand with me because we have a couple. And again, there's faith in the house. We can do this. We can do this. Oh, come on. Yes, Lord. shall be in his house hmm. when I have bills it's taking my wealth and riches this is how you reverse things by words so I got to get rid of these debt so the wealth and riches can stay in my house not at the GMC dealer or the Ford dealer or the mortgages Okay, in your hand, I want you to lift up your, your mortgages, your debts, your car notes. Now, okay, Holy Ghost. Now, we're not condemned because we have notes. Say amen. We're, we're, not, we're not condemned, not at all. That's, that's not God. I rebuke that foul spirit. We're not condemned because mercy says we're innocent. But we just want to, we know that there's new levels. We know that our faith can take us to higher level. And I'm going to know being debt free is a higher level. It's just, it's just a higher level. And we know our faith can get it. So lift up your notes. I'll tell you what, band, if you have any notes, you can stop playing and lift them up too. So you can, if you have any notes, Kennedy, right? Okay, baby, go ahead. Okay, right now, pay attention to your faith. Grab your faith and say, faith, pay attention. Yeah, you, we're going we're gonna to deal with something, faith, so I need you really to, you know, that's how you do it. You, 
you pay attention to your faith. Say, faith, we're, we're going to pay attention. Faith, you're going to work for me right now. All right? Okay, here we go. Say notes. You listen to me. I'm speaking to you. Jesus said, I can speak to you and you must obey me. Mortgages, car payments, borrow money, all my debts. Listen to me. I'm speaking to you. I say to you now, be paid off in the name of Jesus. According to the word of the Lord, Psalms 112 verse 3, that wealth and riches shall be in my house, not in your house. Line up with the word of God. You are no longer Lord over my wealth and riches. I call you paid off. Money, obey me. Come to me so I can pay these debts off now. House payments be paid off in the name of Jesus. Wealth and riches. Stay in my house. 